Hi, you're listening to the TL Podcast. My name is Thomas Lehuang, and I am interviewing someone who seems ordinary, but who is achieving extraordinary things. That is the quest of this interview. I'm here with the uh, management team at Wisebury Campbelltown. Hello, Cass. How are you? Hey, Thomas. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. And Sam, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, thank you. So the two of you just walked out from the uh, Wisebury Awards night, where even though it was a small team because of COVID, it felt like we were 300-something thousand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, the energy was crazy. Yeah, I know. The energy was just crazy. So tell me a little bit about the highlight of the night for each of you. So let's start with you, Cass. So I won Office Member of the Year, which yep. was super exciting. That's two well, years in a row, I yeah, think. Yeah, two years in a row. So, so did, you, did you think you were going to have it second year? No, I, I didn't think I would have it um, a second year in a row. Oh, really? Why not? Um, I just feel like the, the competition's always crazy every year. I don't know too much what other people are doing, but yes. I don't know. I always feel like it's very tough when you get down to it. So, so, so let's go through this because I've never asked people, but I know what I used to go through. So as you're sitting there and you know, you know you're in that final list, I mean, did you get to the night with maybe butterflies in your stomach? Did you feel, ah, oh, I hope, or did you feel, oh, I don't know? Did you, did you have anxiety or did you have like, I don't care? Um, I feel like I didn't really have any expectations going into it. Right. I wasn't too faced whether I won or whether I lost or not because I felt like I went through the year just doing, you know, my best to, you know, contribute to the company and to get it where I wanted right. it to be compared to where we were the previous years. So Yes, that's nice. How, um, how about you, Sam? From, from my perspective, I wanted to win because I can see how much she put in to the office, especially being around me all these years and to up and down. And she's always been there. And I, I also see some, some of the competitions uh, in, in that group as well. Yes. Group, and I'm pretty sure those ladies also put in uh, incredible amount of effort as well. Uh, I got to know other leaders and what they do. So I, I think they, they also are very good people and, and they put a lot into. Uh, and that's why I, w- I would never see the cast going to win, even so I know she put so much in. But everybody else also put uh, so much in. But, uh, you know, we're quite happy that you know, cast win it and I think she deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the, the first time you were around when she won, right? Yeah, yeah. First time she wasn't there. Yeah, uh, I wasn't there. So yeah, the first time I and it been excited. I, I just had to hear that dig. You know? <laughs> so what? What about you? How about you? What about your award? Um, did, how did you feel? Did you expect it? Did you not put in expectation because you thought, oh, well, you know? Uh, honestly, it was a surprise for me. Right. I, I get nominated in two different awards. I didn't know that I would nominate to that award. Yes. Right? And uh, I was like looking, all right, uh, first time I ever get nominated as leader of the year. Uh, I'm pretty excited at that. And I, I look into that and say, wow, I got my superhero in there. I got Darren Budgers, I got Rod Dillon, I got Stephen Thompson, which is, those guys are my heroes. And I said, well, I'm, I'm in the same class with my heroes. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yes. 
to me that the that's a reward for me by itself uh, but uh, to be in the room to able to see other people come up there and um, win and then got to go to the uh, YCB Camo Town as a, as the most improved office yeah uh, that was a surprise well, so you didn't expect that I didn't expect that I'm okay. I was I'm like whoa okay um, this is the first award I've win uh, and I, I glad that was for the team effort as well yes so that was really good and something that two years uh, special last year where 2020 when the things are going upside down with all the COVID and having able put the team together uh, and then win the award together uh, I think that was uh, surprise man and that's very rewarding as well for okay. us okay. very rewarding and I feel like we got the unit together yeah and, and, and I think that your award was um, even more exciting if people really knew that you've been gone through four or five teams that you created build and then lost so I think that this is the first year that you really build the team and somehow held them to what do you think was the main factor to that I, I would say uh, definitely having a, a good sideboard and uh, cast winning two years on the row for a reason. Uh, since I got my uh, my daughter okay, and wife taking a step away from the office, where cast had to step in as a the partner in in the office and they'll keep up with all the thing else. And such a good support. We we going to enormous of reflect and sabak on what we do together. And association. I would say this year the reason why we. We achieved that was a major association with um, uh, with other leader, okay? and I mentioned before uh, Megan Green uh, throughout the COVID with all those procedures, manuals, and what we had to do. Cast in office as uh, people who keep us how accountable. We never stop a single day in COVID. We basically at work every day. Um, at work every day. Yeah, at work every like day. Like when when most people uh, thought that it would, was fantastic to stay home. You still kept the team going. Yeah, we we was in the office every day. Cast at the front, I'm at the back. We social listening. Yeah, but we in there, the team from head office doing a Zoom training that also really good, and we apply that to the team. So we keep the team throughout the tough time. We get communication. We do a lot of training to the Zoom. Even so, at that time I got very new team. They, they literally this first day, first week, the second week in in real estate. So. We do the best we can. We just focus on training, training at that time, and just keep everybody's uh, positive. But I, I wasn't able to do that with with the support in the office uh, and also the support from other leader uh, in the network as well. So that I would have to say is key association within the leader, but also association within the team to keep that going. So instead of social listening. We actually bring this a lot more often, right. a lot closer. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to go to you, Cass. What What do you think? Because to win a most improved office of the year, you have to have almost most improved leader. You have to have almost most improved support department. You have to have almost most improved sales team, most improved property management department. So, what do you think has been the key factors in? your team winning it this year? I feel like we did put more heart into the team. Not that we would spend more time together, but we went through COVID together. So it brought everyone closer. 
I think the team really felt that we um, still kept in touch with them throughout COVID. We would still hold training. Everyone was still in in the same WhatsApp group. It wasn't that anyone was alone during during COVID. It was you still had the team there. You still got to see everyone when we would do our um, Zoom meetings. And I feel like that really had an impact on everyone because even though they were new team members, everyone was still together in a sort of way. It wasn't that everyone just got sent home, everyone needs to social distance, stay in your house, stay apart. It was that everyone at work was still there for you and you got to talk to other team members about, you know, how you were going at home, what your situation was like Um, and we really got to understand that point of view from the team where they were coming from. What about in, in regards to the leader? Because he's a leader who for the last few years would build a team to a certain level yeah. and then somehow we'll stumble and, and, and lose a few. And uh, mind you, in, in early 2020, he had a, a started a good nucleus, but then the chap had to leave because he was on different visa. Yeah. So beside that kind of experience, did you see a transition? And, and in what ways did you see a transition from the old Sam Nguyen to a totally new rebranded Sam Nguyen? Um, I think Sam became less transactional. Previously, it was him trying to build a team and then just seeing them as, you know, people that would go to work. Right. Um, and they're obviously there to, to run the business. They're yes. there to make you money. Um, and then that was pretty much the end of it. Whereas yes. with this team, it was more seeing their goals and getting them to set their own goals and help them to achieve them and find out what they really wanted and to get them there because, you know, you need a team that is succeeding and that wants to be there in order to build a business. You yes. know, having people that just come and go isn't really having a business. Yes, you have to really worry about them first yeah. before you worry about the output, yeah. right? That's nice. So... Actually, you know, we have had Costa on, on your brother-in-law, the, the racing driver and, yeah. and the, the amazing businessman. And he's such a transforming. He's such a kind of giver. And I know that he's one of your mentors and you spend a lot of time. So how come it's taken you that long before you started to embrace his way of doing business? Like, I guess in the old Samuel kind of thing, the being a, a Vietnamese uh, will build tough. And the expectation of the leader to the team and I realized that not everybody can do what I do and, and perhaps not everybody have a dream that I have or the goal that I have and that was a big mistake where you don't look at them where they come from and where they're going and then you expect them to be you and that's very very wrong of me uh, in that winning team and I guess for the last two years having a baby girl as well and then Really Kendra, you're talking about yeah, Kendra, and with Kendra, she make mistake back from left, right, and then I've somehow find the empathy, the love that forgive her and be patient with her from the very first step. So are you saying that all leaders should have a, a baby daughter first and uh, before they run a team or what? Uh, I, d- <laughs> I hope they, <laughs> and that we have a lot of baby, <laughs> a lot of baby. Uh, but I, I still remember uh, when I spent time with you when Costa were there and. Uh, Shasha over there. Yes. I love Shasha. And yes, his I, son. I, I spend more time with Shasha when everybody, I'm just, because I, I have that, and you, you just tell me, if you can love your team member, like 
love Shasha. And now I have a little girl and Kendra is just uh, trend the way I think. Okay? And uh, I get more patience, okay, uh, more understanding. Yes. And that I think uh, Casper see that as well and then how, how that transformed into the workplace. And uh, funny enough, you had to go to there first before, and I just, not straight away, but I very much seen Kendra was out. I'm shipping, but I got one team now. I got four, five team members, so that's transformed slowly to that. Yes, and that's uh, I think the team know it, and, and uh, we lot have a lot more fun in office. Yet we still got thing that we need to do, and um, yeah, I think that was probably one of the major factor for me that able to do that. And I, I, I listen to a lot of other people as well who have the kids and, and how, like, especially last year, I would say uh, Rod Dillon. Uh, Rod Dillon was a, a father, a very nice, big-hearted father, always help everybody. So I, I, I pick a lot from um, Rod Dillon. I still call him every now and then and said, you, you certainly, uh, I don't understand who you really are until I got my own daughter and I realized how much you have to go through um, to have your daughter. And I respect him so much for he as a person. And and I tried to learn from him as much as I could. I think Costa is the same. He loved his kids the way he loved um, Celine and Nicole as well. And then it's just, but you know, you, you observe it and then being Vietnamese, you don't learn as fast uh, until you got your own and then you, you can almost experience it. And, and, and yet, in one of the conversations, I, I remember, I, I said, you know, I've seen you, Sam, the way you're around Shasha is just crazy. And I said to you, when you're going to be a father, I know already, you're going to be an incredible one. I just wish, as I said to you a few years ago, I just wish you love your team members the way you love Shasha. Yeah, you did say that. But how come it's taken that long? I mean, you, it, you, you have Cass around. I'm, I'm sure, Cass, you've had sessions where you probably, I still remember one of those sessions, what is it? Three, four years ago, maybe uh, in the Hunter Valley, where <laughs> where we had to have the, that kind of heart to heart talk about you know you need to be nicer to your team members, yeah. right? Yeah. So, is it possible for someone to go through all of that for so many years not seeing it and then suddenly have a child and then click, or do you see it as something he's been doing gradually and it's been doing over the years through maybe? hard time i'm sure many many times you've probably gone home thinking who the hell is this terminator we have in our <laughs> office i think that was definitely a change when he had kendra and i think that changed the way that he saw people because he realized that you need to keep growing your people you need to keep growing yourself you can't just decide to throw them away and then get a new one because when you have a child you don't get that choice. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that really did change the way that he viewed people. Let's let's go now to the uh, sales team or the team, even property management, because uh, most improved office means that you know th- those two aspects are also there. What is the culture that you would say you're really trying to teach your team? What is the culture you're trying to put into them? I definitely now um, for last 12 months to more than 20 months, I would say, uh, I think the care factor coming in enormous uh, uh, in a team, uh, not with this within the team member, but extended to the family member of the team. So I, I go beyond that now, not just the team, uh, not why they, 
they have the difficulty to meet up the, the tasks at works. You know, um, why they got challenged when they couldn't do certain things. You know, neither that was skill, mindset, or self. Uh, in many cases, I find out that was the, the challenge they have at homes, and and they just don't have a solution for that or don't know how to deal with it. And once you go beyond that, when we old Sam when we said, well, you lose your number. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> right, so it's a very transition uh, perspective where yeah. when I have a class in here and, and we go through a, a meeting like this, I would sit down with her and I said, she's a team member. And um, she was performing and now she's not performing. You know, do we know anything? Do we know what happens? Okay, so a uh, cast being ladies, she, she sat going out, have lunch with them. Uh, and this thing that they will communicate with cast right. that I didn't know about. And one week five, they got a challenge at home, and we try to do the best we can to help them with that instead of right. point the fingers. So I think the care factors in there, and then we can see that now we can see that that actually happened within the team. So one team members care for other team member when they're not around, and a challenge at home they share within the team, and it's almost bring the team together like a unit. Yes, we joke together in office. We got work to do. Uh, we got our personal challenge in life, but yet it's quite a safe place to communicate to each other about our problem at, at home. So I think that's that's really good. And then where the manager and leader is the one who they can come up to and say, "I have this problem at home." Yeah. So I think that we we, we create that culture where where it's safe to come around and say, "Hey, I got a problem." Right. Now you have. In your team, two team members that were brand new and in their first qu- full quarter, their first full quarter, they did one sixty-two thousand, one sixty-five thousand. Yeah. And in this quarter, from the last visit into your office, uh, one of them is, I think, on target to do one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the quarter. Yeah. How come? I mean, most leaders out there are probably thinking, well, you know, it's going to take a little while before people start flying. We, we're going to have to take it easy. How come you have performers who straight away, as they leave the blocks, are immediately bringing home commission? Um, are you doing anything different? Because you've had people before, and, and, and you've probably seen in, in some of those offices. What, what is the difference between the Sam and Cass now running this kind of show that gets people straight away to be performers? I guess last year, uh, before the team in even there, me and Cass sit down that we decided that we had to be focused and, and let me wait to sit down and find out what problem we have. And uh, in Kickstart, okay, we write down, okay. I, I even come to the point where I say, is it 12 weeks in a year? What kind of leader I'm going to pay? And where that leader will have to come into my to my organization and pairing. I am even had a schedule of who like Kim was which man and Darren which man, I, I will select them in the advance. So we got a, a dream board. So what uh, that really keep us focused in regard to... What is a dream board? Dream board, a visual board of all the dream and goal that we have. So, so can you tell me, share with me, what is that? It's basically all our goal for 2020s up there. Okay, how many team members we want to have, when we want to have it. Like a target board, but it's, it's pictures. Right. It's up the wall there. It's right next to me. I definitely have a picture of Kendra there. Just remind me. So you have targets for your team, target for the business to have in terms of team members. Yeah. But they in pictures. Oh, at that time they didn't have pictures. Right. At that time we just 
the numbers uh, and with the figures. Okay, so they were just numbers, and then as you employ people, you're starting to put the the the, uh, the, yeah. the picture of these people you employ. So it's not the uh, it's not the goals board that I've seen. It's a different board again. Yeah, well, it's on it's on there together. Okay? Right, I see. So that's a goal, and when we want to have it, and uh, um, Kat was uh, incredible on organization. So every week we see that okay, where we on target. Uh, what number? She's remind me every. Oh, this week we need many listing, we need sales, okay. And who doing that? Who doing what? So every week we've got very strong routine that we sit down and talk about that. Okay. So and cask was remind every second like, hey, you need to get more number of this number of that. So she keep on track of the number, and and we just go and do it. Uh, we also have a keep track of number of interview, number of recruitment we have and what the ratio we have on the recruitment and how often we have that. And then we just build recruitment as, as if we prospect for clients. Right? Yeah. So that's one reason why we got a team, because we actually build it. We have a criteria of what the team member have to, to have in terms of personality. So very clear goals at the beginning of the year, and then we hold each other accountable for that, and then we just look at that every, every week, come back to it and say, hey, How's the market going? Where the leasing at? Where the rental at? Right? And now we learn it from from Darren with with uh, Megan how they work together as a unit, right? And yeah, that's very early being of the year. That's when I'm team up with Megan, and I learn from that and I put in yeah. practice straight away. Yeah. So they they are incredible leader and manager in our network that you can learn from, and you just have to pay attention and what they good at. Yeah. But I'm going back now to those two salespeople. Maybe Cassie can also get involved in here. Is why is it that your people in their first full quarter will do sixty two, sixty five thousand? I feel like we help them to set their targets. It just came down to finding out what they actually wanted that amount for. So they would say, "Oh, I want whatever target amount they wanted." So if they both wanted sixty grand, it would be. Why do you want that 60 grand? What's that going to, to do for you when you get that amount? Do you just want to go shopping or do you want that so that you yes. can pay for your yeah. wedding? Do you want that for your dream car? What do you actually want that amount for? And I feel like that's what really drove them because yeah. they would put the photo of that um, on dream on their board. So each team member has their own board, um, their own board at their desk and that has photos of their family, photos of their their kids and then photos of their dreams as well. So if they wanted a car or they wanted um, a house or whatever it is that they want, that's on there. And then I feel like that's what really pushes them because they can see it in front of them. And then when we enter their sales in into into Wisebury Online, they yeah. can see that figure come up as well. So a lot of people are going to say, hold on, you have people's goals on their board? I mean, this this is workplace. You know, they, they should know what they should do to get the 60,000. Um, I'm not interested in knowing what they're aiming for. I just want to know what they're going to do. What do you say to that? When you're spending so much of your life at work, you spend that time away from your family to build that life for them. So right. I feel like integrating that into their workplace is really what drives them. Yeah. And every single one of them got the kid on that, okay, and the happy time they're away from the kid. And uh, we're going to the point, we're going to Kmart, we print the pictures together, I print mine, they print them and put up there. And it just bring them feel like that they not turn up to work for, for <laughs> us, but they're going to something something bigger than just 
achieve that target. Yeah. Yes, uh, we still got every week, without a doubt, sing every single one-on-one to say, okay, where's the number at? Okay, what we have to do this week to make sure that we get to target. So, like, basically, every week we write goal very quickly. We write the goals again to make sure the number are just according to to the quarter. And when they get there, and, yeah, they... They're pretty happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that your team's very regimented. Yeah. Like every day. Routine. Yeah, they have the same, routine. yeah, they have the same routine. Everyone that comes to the office, uh, what is it, 8.45? Uh, yeah. they, they have 15 minutes with you, and then they have to go and donut. Correct. Right? And they're not allowed to go come back into the office until they have donut 50 people. Is that correct? Correct. So in the mornings uh, we we believe on routine and disciplines. Yeah. In the morning, instead of going why, so in the morning they come in. Um, we got a chart or forecast chart and result chart. So everybody come in there and cast this one on it, and then so they not forecast fast enough and say what happened with the forecast. So we forecast first thing in the morning. So set their mind correctly. Go like the, what they need to achieve to get their goal. Yep. And then uh, hold them accountable for the number before they. Because some people, they like to do other things very quickly. Yes. Right? And we just make sure they don't do that. Okay? Uh, make sure that they are accountable for that. And once you give up a couple of weeks, months, they become a routine. And everybody just expect that's where yeah. you go. So this is go it. Most important for them is Kelly, especially, and once you stick a routine, the result comes probably about two weeks to 14 days after the routine's in place. So it's one... And I record them down and say, see, did you do here? Two weeks later, this is what happened, listing. And that listing would lead to so-and-so. I like that. I like that. Because a lot of salespeople, they want to do something today to get the results today. Yeah. Yep. And and you have created some kind of culture that it will happen in 14 days. Yeah. And that's a very, very, uh, there's no more instant gratification. It's an amazing uh, piece of culture, you know? Yeah. I, I, I take your, your advice uh, many years ago, and I know uh, from you as the CEO, you study a lot, you write journal, you write it down. And at the first few weeks of the team, I write the behavior, I write the, the performance, okay, and I show them in 14 days. See, did you do that? This is what happened, that's why. So when they, they win a listing or sales, they say, oh, they thought it was the effort of this morning. And I say, no, that effort was 14 days ago. See yes. that? And then now it's very hard to get them to do the thing that they don't like to do in the mornings because yeah. they want the, the result in 14 days. But by record that when they're winning, you write it out and explain for them why they're winning on the 14 days or today with the effort of 14 days ago or 21 days ago. So when they see it of their own record, because I wrote it out, they, they don't seem agree with you as much. And they say, well, it makes sense. So... That's trained their mindset in about why they need to go out to the 50 door in the morning. Because if you don't give them their own medicine, they because they say, okay, I'm going to 50 door yeah. this week. It means two weeks from now to today is week seven today. Then week nine, I will have that listing. And then week 11, I will have that many sales. Because they say, why would I go door knocks? I'm just making a sale yesterday. Why would I go door knock today? But I said, the door knock today is for. 14 days. 14 days from today. <laughs> All right. Because last time idea. we did that, that's why you got to sell today. 
this sale today was not because you get up this morning and did not make sale. This sale today will come because you got the listing 14 days ago, therefore you make the sale. So one thing realize that, okay, it's not instant gratification, it's a progress of discipline and routine. Then they embrace the routine instead of mm. asking why to do that. Cass, yeah. now, so he's pretty regimented. I know, I've all since I've known him, he's, he's always has all of these routines in place. Yeah. But he said earlier that, Sam said earlier that the team knows how to have fun. What are the things that you guys do to inspire the team? Um, I know the team, we do stuff outside of work. The team goes to lunches together. Yes. Um, a lot of the time, no one ever goes to lunch alone, really. A lot of people honestly eat in our office, um, which you'll find is a bit different because I feel like most workplaces, people try to leave the workplace to go to lunch so they can get out of it. But, you know, lunchtime in our offices, it's pretty fun. And it's not always a set time either. Sometimes people come back from doing door knocking at maybe two o'clock, just depending on how yep. their day's gone. And they just eat in the office. They really enjoy hanging out with the other people that are um, there. We're going shopping uh, together. We got pictures. Oh, we did suit shopping for yeah. Mark. We're going shoe shopping with good. Mark. Dress him up. He said he doesn't yeah. know what to do. So we're going shoe shopping with him. So you know, in in the downtime, we're just going to make sure he got. Uh, we hang out after work on a shopping night. We go and buy clothes. We bump each other on the on the shopping mall, and then <laughs> they go eat food together, grocery shopping together. So there's wow. a lot of things that we. That people that say you only do it with your friend or your family, and we do it together. That's nice. So mm. I think Cass do a lot more than me in that matter. Okay, and uh, yeah, and then we, they got girl night. They go a bunch of girl night. They go party together. Yeah, uh, we eat out at Centuros a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and uh, yeah, we w- this year we moved the new house. Well, the so Cass helped me move, and there's a lot of things uh, that you don't expect and. Office, uh, but we just we just do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so, Cass, let uh, I want to go back to to you here now. We've changed it from support team member to now office. Not only because during COVID we've put a lot of categories together, mm-hmm. but I I did not like really the word support. For me, it feels very much like, well, if you support, you don't do much. You just assist, but that's not true. Support for me is like foundation. Yes. And and. But you are way more than support. Just just tell us a little bit. What is a day like in Cass's life? At work, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I come in in the morning. Uh, first thing I usually do is enter the buyers in. So all the buyers um, automatically go into our system from realestate.com. But I'll enter them in to make sure that all the ones in our emails are also in well. Um, I enter them in so that when the team goes in there, they don't have to enter it as a new buyer. They just have to click on it. It'll pop up. It makes it fast for them. Oh, that's amazing. Go through any of the email emails that we have. Sometimes it'll be clients sort of emailed in or invoices or landlords or rentals, whatever it might be. Um, forward them off to property management. The phone's, you know, just ringing throughout the day. So that's something that just that's address it whenever yeah. it pops up. So how do you handle the salespeople? Because it feels to me like you know everything about them, right? So does it mean that you really like have a camera in the, in the, in a sales room, or, or what is it that you use? Because there's so much that you bring to the business that quite often 
it's taken him many years to really notice, hold on, she knows everything about that person. She's not even sitting in that room. I mean, do you watch everyone that walks in and, and have a, a bit of a conversation? Or how do you get to know so much about all these people? Obviously, I sit in reception. So when they walk into the room, you can just feel how they're feeling, how they walk into the room, whether they're upbeat on that day or if they're huffing because they're having a bad day, how they eat lunch, what they talk about when they're eating lunch. Sometimes they'll talk about problems with their partner or their kids or if they've got a birthday coming up or drama that happened on the weekend. I think it just comes down to listening to them and finding out what's going on in their life because that really determines how their day is going to go. And so is there... Some kind of rendu, uh, we say, it, like, you know, at the end of the day, when you sit down with uh, Sam and you go, these are all the things that I've seen, or, or you only talk about issues that are really important? Let's imagine, like, one of the team members got something pretty negative. I mean, do you wait until the end of the day? I mean, how does it work? Depends kind of what the issue is. If it's something really pressing, then I would tell Sam straight away. If it's not something that's too urgent or not something that's going to impact them throughout the day, um, I wouldn't because obviously Sam's out at appointments as well. So yeah. um, I don't want that to, you know, distract him or... Oh, very nice. You know, take his attention away from something that he needs to do, whether that's a listing or a sale or whatever it might be. And you do assist Sam too in terms of taking buys out, aren't you? Yeah, so if there's a buyer that Sam can't attend to, I'll go to that as well. Go to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how many jobs? I mean, uh, do you have do you have twins? You have triplets around the office working <laughs> with you, or are you just working by yourself? No, it's just me. <laughs> so, so what about the end of the day? What, what do you do? Let's imagine now we're getting to the end of the day. Is there anything special? And and by the by the way, what time is the end of the day for Cass? Um, end of the day. I would say a usual end of the day is probably about six thirty or so. Right now, I just moved, so. Um, I'm trying to finish closer to to five until I get used to like traffic and moving my pets in and all that kind of thing. Yes. But I think that will probably revert back to about 6.30 or so. Um, And then if there's anything... Would you sell a house? I moved in with my partner. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Okay, and that's nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Usually end of the day, I just need to make sure that everything that needs to be addressed that day is done because I don't want, you know, any clients to come back and and feel like their needs haven't been addressed or that something hasn't been done for them. Because that is really why we work for this company, right. to go that a little bit extra. So, so what if Sam's not around? Because I know he's pretty busy with appointments and you have some issues and it's the end of the day. I would just stay back and fix them up. Right. <laughs> I've been back at the office pretty late, so I have no issue with staying back. Right. Um, what, what's the latest you ever stayed back? I feel like we've been there like nine, ten o'clock. Wow. Yeah, I've been there for pretty late. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I mean, people don't realize that. that you know, people who, who win awards, they, they're not just lucky. They're the ones who actually go beyond duties, right? they the ones that understand that first you have to do the things you have to do first and then you do the things you want to do afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times people say, oh, well, you know, cast now, two in in a row, happy or lucky or... Or probably, you know, she's been handpicked or the chosen one. But people very rarely see what's happening in the background. The long hours that you put in. And and also the honesty. Like I understand here on this podcast, 
you feeling to say like five because it's reality now and and you almost feel like I'm going to be lying if I, I I say I go home roughly around six seven o'clock at night, and that that's the not only the humility but the transparency that is about you, but also I look at you and when you say the nine ten o'clock I know it's not a once off it it does happen quite a fair amount and that's that's the beauty of understanding the winners that's that's why they win in the end you know they pay the price they pay the dues in advance without a guarantee right yeah yeah definitely. So what about this year? Where where are we going? We'll definitely increase the size of teams, that's for sure. And uh, we we understand uh, this year for us in the kickstart, um, definitely the figure. The figures, yeah. Yeah, the figures with the uh, with the excels and and how the, I think that was definitely walk away with us. Okay, we understand the figures in the kickstart, but we're never to that level where where we're actually going to play with the figures. Okay? I think we ought to sit. Last year, I talked about that as well. Uh, so we put recruit in a very high rank in regard to this year, and also maintain this you know, what we built last year in regard to with the team and uh, the routines. We definitely yeah, you love there. routines, but I love recruiting. Remember how many times I said to you, Sam, not until you have four, keep going, <laughs> right? Because I think that one of the mistakes you had over the past few years was you got shy with recruiting because you you kept on losing them and when you got shy you start thinking hold on maybe i should have one first and then make him really run and when i have him run i'll try my luck with another one and uh, quite often you will stumble and, and lose that one because when you only have one person your entire focus is on them even your angst your anxiety uh, your frustration is poured onto just that one and so you go back to square one very quickly because when it overflows, you lose a person, and now you have no one. But somehow, this year, whenever we had phone calls, and I said, no, 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 don't rest now, some more. Because this is where this person is at, that's where that person is at, you have more. And I've seen a, a continuum of recruiting. So I don't understand when you say, I'm going to push harder, because I thought that 2020, you, you did pretty hard already. Uh, we did, okay, when the COVID hit, when everybody tried to resize the teams and not we're actually recruiting uh, um, we actually do the reverse of it uh, I think because we already have a goal for that okay, we're sick and tired of just being one building up and lost okay? and I still remember you make a joke with me that day was your cart got two wheels and one wheel go missing then you <laughs> do the spin circle yeah and uh, it's a great metaphor right and until you say that to me I don't realize what it means okay? and cars it's always been there and see know how hard it we had to work like seven days a week, not even six, seven days a week, long yeah. hours, just to keep it up. And every time we do that to that level, we see that <laughs> what the lesson we learn and uh, try not to do it again. And I make many mistakes, and Cassie's was, oh, let's do it again. Uh, but this year, yes, uh, we, we think the number four, which definitely we have, to, we will not stop until we do that. In fact, we will increase a lot more than that. We will go from six to eight. That way we can build a team faster. Uh, we certainly have a routine in the office where, yeah. where and the leader come around uh, and the manager come around doing a lot more caring. So I, th- I think we've we got f- a few things there. It's, it's, it's in the line now. So we definitely put more manpower in there. And then uh, hopefully 2021 or surely 2021 to be a lot bigger than right. 2020. So on, on a very private note now, you don't have to say it, but... Um, I'll still ask you because I know 
when I first met you in discussing the opening of your office, your father was around. And I know that your father is a figure that you really uh, want to please. And I know that your father is probably the, the figure that you have been aiming to strive for. Uh, how, uh, how was that in regards to your winning? Oh, he's still being Vietnamese uh, <laughs> father. Yeah. Uh, he's he still love me. He's uh, uh, we just in fact we just uh, we just have a, a massive uh, date like Vietnamese New Year in his place. Okay, and he even s- can see that change in the way I dealing with families and kids as well. So he know he knows that is something changed within his son. Right, so he pretty pretty kind of step back, let me do what I do. Right, uh, in terms of me, more towards helping the team to get the goal. I suddenly have mine. Okay, I, I don't rely on that or they're not working for me. Right? And I will say, well, how can I help more people to these journeys along the way Yes. so they can get what they want right. rather than get what I want. Okay, And and I also appreciate people like us who've been around me for all these shitty time. Right? And uh, to make sure we get more time to enjoy, get good food. Right? And uh, that's the reason why we work hard for. Yes. But uh, most important, the people that I spend time with, Yes. it's important to me. Uh, not just a goal-oriented, I still got it there, but it's also just being present, being understanding, and being helpful. Does he know you've won an award? Uh, I, I mentioned him about that, but he's like, oh, okay. you know, he's, he's not into... I think I think that he's only going to congratulate you the day that you beat Darren Butcher, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah uh, I, I, guess, I guess in a way, but, you know, um, Darren is... Incredible person. Yeah, I know that. But does it does it still affect you the fact that maybe you have to be down before that's happy with your performance? No, I, I feel I like Sam's gotten over that. He's <laughs> gone over. Yeah, yeah I, I get. Yeah, yeah. I, I get over that. I definitely is a, a very driven in regard to goal, um, and uh, I like the discipline, I like routine, but I I come to respect and I I come to really like the the leaders in. Uh, in our organizations, um, both in terms of real estate as well outside, and how we do things together, um, how they treat their team. I think that person really resonated uh, most was uh, uh, Rod Dillon for, for last year. And the year before that, he involved a lot. And I, I learned more about what he needed in real estate, but about him person. And th- I think that that was some part training me quite a bit, yeah. uh, Rod Dillon. Okay? He doesn't know it, yeah. but through the action and how he deal with other people, right? and um, yeah, and, and for the for people who don't really understand or the the situation he's in, he's he's got is uh, Bobby Joey's daughter is suffering from uh, Red syndrome and is really really uh, sensitive to COVID, and so I, I know that he was torn between working from a place not even home. By the way, he stayed away as much as he could from her, so he was working from I think the back of his house or his mother's house, and not being in the office so that he would not put himself in, in an environment where there could be a potential risk. A, a risk of taking it home. And, and so I know he was torn between the team thinking, hold on, he's not around. He's doing a Zoom, he's doing talk, but he's not around to be here you know, physically. And the need to protect his daughter and protect his family, you know. And that situation is a huge one to to be sitting in a 
complicated area where as a leader, there is something innate in you that says you must lead from the front. You should be in the, in the office and he'd love to. But the other thing is that what if I went into the office and did something wrong and then really do something irreparable with my family, with my daughter? Now, that would be something you wouldn't live for the rest of your life with, you know? You couldn't live with yourself. And so to have him as a hero, I think uh, you've, you've chosen the right one. My experience with him was, uh, I, mean, I, I go to Chalan throughout um, COVID, and, like, and uh, every time I get to Chalan, I used to usually just using same win method, like how same win would do it, and Kak would say, yeah, don't do it. But now I come to the point where uh, I say, how Rod Gidden would do, do the same problem differently? Before I even act it and say, oh, what option do I have? How Darren Butcher would approach this thing differently? You know, uh, how Darren would dialogue this situation to the team member different to me. Right? So that keep me, uh, you know, a time to calm the shit down. Number one, and look a bit more smarter how these people were approaching different to me. And many many times, many many times, I would have this guy pop up in my head uh, if I can't think of what. Rod Dillon would do different to me. I pick up the phone and here it is on the other side. That's at home. Okay, how I could deal with my daughters differently. How Rod Dillon is not just what he do in real estate. It's, it's him as a person. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Mm. Right? Um, so, yeah, I, I can't thank the guy more enough for what for what uh, just being pairing. Uh, but you really pay attention to what he does outside as well. It's incredible fella. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with these two kind of offices on the Central Coast, we know Central Coast is very, very strong presence with Wisebury, yeah. mainly because of the character of those two leaders. Fantastic. Yeah. Listen, people, thank you very much for uh, taking the time, sit down and share your win, yeah. but also give people tips because if I was going <laughs> against you or against you, I probably would want to know this podcast by heart because then at least, at the very least, I'll equal your performance. All I have to do now is come up with a few new ideas yeah. just to take the win from you in 2021. So yeah. thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Thomas.